Welcome to Red House Rising, Season 2. This is Episode 1, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Red House Rising is brought to you commercial-free. But once you've enjoyed the podcast, please visit redhouserising.com slash doingmore to learn how you can help in the fight to end human trafficking. Now, this is Red House Rising, Season 2, Episode 1, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. It's early morning, December 7th, 1941. Nick Nakura, Takakawashima, and George Gerber cross the tarmac at Rogers Airfield, Honolulu, Hawaii. Thank you once again, George, for all your help. Always great to do business with you, Nick. Taka, great to meet you too. You take care of our Nick here. He's a valuable customer. I will do my best, Mr. Gerber. Beechcraft just added another assembly line in Wichita, so we'll hope for an early delivery on your new plane, Nick. And hey, peace between our countries, right? Yes, we will be hopeful. I know your Washington trip didn't pan out, but you think this new guy's good, huh? Yes. Envoy Kurusu is our best hope for peace now. He is with our Ambassador Nomura in Washington to negotiate with their Secretary of State. Well... Fingers crossed. And I'm sorry I couldn't give you any news on Joe McMenemy. Hell of a pilot, that gal. (laughs) Not too rough on the eyes, either. Too bad she's not flying for you anymore. Yes. Too bad. Joe is missed on Truk. And her Uncle Walt, we miss very much. Jesus, look at them all! Those are Nakajima engines! They're Japanese, Nick! The fools! Arrogant fools! Run! This way! George, Nick, and Taka sprint across the tarmac towards an open hangar. George reaches the hangar just as it takes a direct hit and explodes in flames. No! George! George! Nick and Taka race away from the airport and head for a thick grove of trees bordering a neighborhood of small homes. A zero strafes them mercilessly. Nick suddenly shoves Taka to the ground, and the strafing narrowly misses them both. Are you all right? Yes. Okay. This way. Nick gets up and runs into the trees. Taka is about to follow him when he sees a young boy standing near the edge of the trees, frozen with fear. Okay, okay, I've got you, I've got you. (laughs) Mommy. From one of the houses, a young woman streaks toward Taka and the boy. Mackie! Mackie! I've got him! Taka runs to meet the woman, throws his free arm around her, and just in time pulls her away from the machine gun fire raining down. Taka holds tight as they're rocked by an enormous explosion, a direct hit on the grove of trees. The young woman takes her son from Taka. I'm so sorry. So sorry, your friend. Taka looks up in horror. There's a crater now where he last saw Nick. No. No. My dad's coming with my grandmother. Back from church. She needs help. Put your arms around my neck. Okay. Here I come. Uh, uh. Let me help you. Uh, uh. Uh. Tutu. Here, are you okay? Yes, okay. Wait, where are you going? 
I don't know. I need to find my friend. Dad, he saved Mackie. But I think his friend was in the trees. I'm afraid your friend is gone. There's nothing left. Shelter with us. Come with us. Tiger's Air Base, Rangoon, Burma, January 1942. It has been a month since the Pearl Harbor attack. A very pregnant Joe McManamy is the Air Base control tower operator. Panda Bear 3, Panda Bear 3, this is Rangoon, over. Panda Bear 3, Panda Bear 3, what is your status, over. Ow, honey, you trying to kick your way out? Mommy's ready, believe me, but we got a little way to go. Rangoon Tower, this is Panda Bear 3 on approach. Over. <laughs> Better get back to work. It's the only job they let me do since you showed up. Panda Bear 3, you're clear for landing. Back in one piece. Over. Yes, I'm just like you told us to. Over. <laughs> you know Mike? He's very obedient for a squadron leader. He knows better than to mess with a pregnant woman. You're gonna miss me, Drake. Not half as much as Panda Bear 3 is gonna miss you. Don't worry, Mike. I'm gonna introduce you to one of my girlfriends over in Howling. She's got a pair of... We're gonna miss you, Joe. We all are. Oh, will you? You know we will, Joe. Oh, so cute, you two. All right. All accounted for? Yep. May I? Of course. Gentlemen, according to the Australian Times, you are an inspiration to the free world. It says here, against overwhelming odds, the Flying Tigers have racked up many daring victories against the formidable Japanese Air Force. While all seems dark in the South Pacific, these Tigers are winning in China. How about that, gentlemen? You know it. Flying Tigers, yes, sir. You're welcome, world. Thanks a lot, Alice. Walt McBenemy, Joe's uncle, and Maru, a teenage girl from Truk Lagoon, are alone in the airbase canteen, a makeshift outdoor bar where mechanics and pilots can sit and drink. Listen, I'm not against you learning the fine art of engine design, Maru. <laughs> Far from it. A pilot should know her plane. I'm just saying that, oh, hey, here, Joe, give me that bag. You're in no condition to carry that. I'm fine. It's not heavy. Here, sit down. I'm fine, standing. Are you two ready? Is everything set? I'm ready, but I'm not sure Uncle Walt is. He can't find the Australian. Of course I'm ready. I'm rip-roaring ready. And the Sikorsky will be too. But you can't find the Australian with our Sikorsky. Not yet, but he's never let me down before. Just say a prayer to your Aunt Mary and it'll all work out. Bartender, bring us three of your frostiest brews. <laughs> Good luck with that dream, soldier. There's some of that Burmese rum they call Tiger Bomb, but that's it. 
You know, it used to be a pilot got respect. <laughs> was that I'm not in Burma. Forget it, pal. I think you're confused. Tell that to the old man. <laughs> All right, Tiger Bomb it is. Jeez. Hey, Joe, can I talk to you for a minute? How are you feeling? The same as every time you ask. I'm fat and I'm tired. I'm fine. I'm just fine. Well, you and the baby are getting out of Rangoon just in time. The old man says we're moving north to that old British airstrip on the Irrawaddy. Mogway. That's a small field. Yeah. Well, we're gonna make it work. Have you seen Alice? We need to go. Joe, listen. I know it's not mine. It? Just let me say this. Boy or girl, I will love them like they're mine because they're yours. I will. Sounds like I'm having twins now. Feels like it, too. Joe... I know. I know you would. You're a stand-up fellow, Mr. Mercer. Everyone's saying it. I love you, Joe. You know that, right? Just kiss me. Just kiss me and let me go. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you two. Alice. <clears throat> Alice. Uh, Alice, I was looking for you. And that's why you're sitting on my desk? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we're all set, except Walt hasn't made contact with his Australian friend, which is not unusual. Mm. Well, we need to leave soon. Let's go. We're ready. Hey, Mr. Mercer. Keep your nose clean. I'll see you in Hawaii, Miss McMenemy. I should never have disappeared on her like that. I should have told her I was joining the Flying Tigers. You agreed to secrecy when you signed up, Mike. If you're looking for forgiveness, you won't find it here. Alice drives an old sedan down a crowded Rangoon street toward the harbor. Walt sits in the passenger seat. Joe and Maru ride in back. The sedan rounds a corner and stops. Ahead is a sea of cars, trucks, wooden carts, and masses of people. All right, we'll have to walk from here. Let me go on ahead, see if I can find the Australian and the Sikorsky. We'll guide you to it. You ladies will be all right, won't you? Maru, you go with Uncle Walt, would you? Keep an eye on him? Oh, don't be silly. I'll do my best, Joe. For Pete's sake. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, fine. She's kicking up a storm. Ah, it's a girl then, is it? No. I don't know. Boy or girl, I'm ready to be done. I wonder what Nick would say if he knew he was going to be a father. I should have told him when I could. Messed up as usual. You and Mike. Me and Mike. He was saying it too. That he messed up. With you. Yeah, I know. Makes him less fun to be around. Ah, What's wrong? Okay, so you might be a linebacker after all. Ugh. All right, well... We should go. Uh, yeah. Walt may need our help.
Wait. Oh, wait. Oh. I'm telling you, this kid. Do you need to lean on me? No, I've got this. Just go. Well, I don't see them, do you? No, but there's the Sikorsky. Joe, here, we're here. Over here, Joe. Hey, you two. Are we fueled up? Is she ready? She may be, I don't know. The Australian flew the coop. He lost the Sikorsky in a poker game with some Burmese gamblers. What? They've got her locked up behind a gate. Joe and Alice can see now that the Sikorsky float plane is tied up at a gated dock where a heavyset Burmese man sits and smokes. Oh, that's not good, Uncle Walt. It's all right, come on, follow me. Alice, wait! Just follow me. Okay, as soon as we're gone, you go. Alice, what do you just do as I say? Alice walks onto the dock and gives the Burmese man a sexy little wave. The man crosses to the gate, unlocks it, and stands close to Alice, grinning. She takes him by the hand and pulls him gently away from the open gate. Alice, what are you doing? Alice has the Burmese man off the dock and away from the open gate, when all at once, everyone on the dock stops and looks up, horrified to see Japanese bombers approaching Rangoon. The man grabs Alice and drags her toward cover. In an instant, Alice slips his grasp and jump kicks him in the face, knocking him out cold. Go! Go! Walt and Maru run through the open gate to the Sikorsky and climb in. Oh! Oh, kid, this is very bad timing. Alice races up and helps Joe along the dock. Oh, for crying out loud! Alice! Alice, I think my water broke. Here, I've got you. Can you walk? Yeah. Yes, I can. Come on, Walter. Oh. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Good luck, Joe. Good luck, all of you. I'll tell her all about her sexy Aunt Alice. Now go. Go. The Sikorsky slowly pulls away from the dock. Joe watches as Alice disappears into the frantic crowd. Moments later, the dock takes a direct hit. We've got fuel enough to make Perth, but the oil pressure looks bad. What have they been doing to you, darling? Joe, what's wrong? Something's wrong with Joe. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong, except I'm having a baby. <laughs> oh. Flying Tiger P-40s come hurtling out of the sun and fire on the Japanese bombers. Hey, is that your girlfriend Sikorsky poking along down there? Gentlemen, we've got a job to do. Yeah, that's Joe's. Give me a minute, Sam. Hold on, Mike. Mike. The Sikorsky flies just a few hundred feet above the water as it emerges from the mouth of the Rangoon River into open ocean. Joe, you tell that kid to stay where he is. This is no time to get bored. I'll see what I can... 
They're shooting from that boat! Japanese gunboat, get down! I'll try to... Walt turns the Sikorsky hard, but the gunboat stays right with them. I've got you, Joe! Walt, you okay? Oh, just peachy. Out of nowhere, a Flying Tiger P-40 roars past the Sikorsky, machine guns ablaze, firing on the Japanese gunboat until it explodes in a ball of flame. That's Mike's P-40, Panda Bear 3. Mike circles back and pulls alongside the Sikorsky. Walt gives Mike a big thumbs up. Mike salutes him back, then banks the P-40 sharply up and away, and he's gone. Maru, how's she doing? Stop asking! Sorry. Sorry, Joe. Come on, Walter, make yourself useful for a change. Hold on. Okay, okay, another freighter up there. Maybe we'll get lucky. Okay, what is it? It's Dutch. It's flying a Dutch flag. Oh, thank you, Mary and Joseph, in the nick of time. Hang on, you two. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. We'll get down there and see if they've got any medical people on board. I helped Mother Sapu deliver a baby once on Moen. I know what to do, Joe. I know what to do, too. I just don't want to do it right now. Walt lands the Sikorsky within shouting distance of the freighter. He climbs out onto the float. Several sailors appear at the freighter's railing. Ahoy! An SOS! We've got a woman having a baby. Have you got a ship's doctor? Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, well, could you send him over right away? Emergency! Uh, yeah. Yes, emergency! The freighter lowers a small motorboat with two men aboard, and the boat crosses to the Sikorsky. Oh, Uncle Walt! Oh. They're coming, darling. They're sending a doctor. They're on their way. Joe, I think it's time! Alpha Partici. So you're the ship's doctor. Dr. Francois Dupre, how do you do? Uh, well, doctor, have you ever done something like this before? Many times. The mother does most of the work. Excuse me. It's coming now! Push, Joe! You need to push! I know! I'm Francois Dupre. I'm a doctor, and she's right. You're nearly there. What's your name, please? Joe. Okay, Joe, you're doing beautifully. He's lined up the way he's supposed to be. Just need to... That's it, Joe, that's it. A little more. There. A little more. Almost, almost there. A little more, there. There. You've got yourself a lovely boy. Oh, Joe, he's beautiful. He has his fingers and toes. Healthy voice. <laughs> Lungs sound clear. Look at him. Joe, you did it. Here you are. Mon petit, this is your mama. Hey, you. Nice to finally meet you face to face. Well done, all of you. 
Uh, say, Dr. Uh, Dupre. Dupre, that's right. Uh, say, where are you fellas bound? Any chance you've got room for Joe and Maru and the little one? We can take them, of course. We were bound for Singapore, but the Japanese made that impossible. So now it's Melbourne, the long way around. Uh, Uncle Walt, look down there. Water coming in. Can I help? No, she's shot up. Too many holes. I'll never get airborne. Well then, I suppose you're all coming with us. Throw me a line. We need to tie up. Quick as cats. Alice arrives at the airbase in the old sedan. Mike leaves the canteen and crosses to her. Thank God you came when you did. They almost didn't get out of the harbor. They almost didn't get out, period. A Japanese gunboat was waiting at the mouth of the river. Shot him up pretty good. What happened? What about Joe? I took care of the gunboat, and I got a thumbs up from Walt, so I guess they're okay. But did you see Joe? No, just Walt. Why? Joe's water broke on the dock in Rangoon. She's having that baby right now. Walt, Maru, and Dr. Dupre watch from the rear deck of the freighter as the half-submerged Sikorsky recedes into the distance. There she goes, a magnificent, truly blessed airplane, if there ever was one. Saved many lives in her time. Tangaroa will protect her. Yes, he will, won't he? Who's Tangaroa? God of the sea, father of many sea creatures. Say, we could arrange to send word to the baby's father, if you like. No, that won't be possible. Her son takes after his father, doesn't he? Asian. His father is Asian. He's a Japanese prince, if you must know. One of the best men I ever called friend. But he's on the wrong side of this war. I know he's against it, but he's stuck on the wrong side. Joe sits below deck on a cot in a small storage room. There you go. There you go. Ow. Nobody ever told me about that part. No, baby, you gotta stay on. That's it. Oh. Breakfast is coming, I promise. You wanna grow up and be big and strong like your daddy, don't you? Ow. <sighs> I wonder what your daddy's doing right now. Your daddy's a good man and you are a good boy. That's it. Ow. Yeah, that's the way you do it. Okay. Okay. How does Daniel sound? What do you think? Daniel. Sounds pretty good to me. Queen's Hospital Intensive Care Unit, Honolulu. A nurse checks a patient's vitals. The heavily bandaged patient is Nick Nakura. The nurse finishes and exits the room past two U.S. Marines who stand guard there. A man in a dark suit intercepts the nurse in the hallway and leads her away for a conversation. 
FBI. Yep. Definitely G-Man. Red House Rising was produced, written, and directed by Chris Cote and Dale Carey. Episode 2 is next. <laughs>